Hello, this is Wanda Brisbane with the Four Winds with Wanda. I'm so glad that you decided to stop by with the Four Winds in mind. We have been thinking about you. We have been praying for you, knowing that God's word is real. God's word is true. God's word is righteous. And we're so happy to be back here with you again. On this time, we're going to be talking about keys to bearing fruit. Keys to bearing fruit. Amen? Isn't it wonderful to know that he placed in his word those attributes or those things that we will need in order to mature in him spiritually, in order to grow in him so that we can come to know more about who Jesus Christ is. And in turn, we will go forth and tell someone else as to who Jesus Christ is. So that is what we want to do on this session is to go into the keys to bearing fruit. Our scripture comes in John the 15th chapter. And it says in the fifth verse, I am the vine, Ye are the branches, he that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. And it goes down to say, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. The word of God for the people of God. You see, God wants us to stay connected unto him. He wants us, just as he says, that he is the vine and we're the branches. So, And once a plant begins to grow and when that uh, plant is nurtured or when that plant is given fertilizer and then it begins to branch out. And once it begins to branch out, we have to continue to pour water on it. We have to continue to fertilize it. It has to continuously seek the sun. Well, see, on an original plant or an outside plant, it has to get its sun from the S-U-N. But you and I, we have to get our everything and our everyday needs from the S-O-N the Son of God, whose name is Jesus Christ, and He is our Lord. Aren't you glad to know that Jesus Christ is Lord, and He can come into your heart and come into your life and cause you to be fruit-bearing? And in bearing this fruit, how do we get to that point? By studying the Word of God. That Word of God, it will wash you. That Word of God will cause you to be clean. Because you see, as we even, it says in John 15 and in the third verse, listen to this. Now, 
Ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. So see, he says right here, his word, the word of God will cause you to be clean. The, once you're clean and then the Holy Ghost can come in and open up the scriptures to you so that you can come to know who he is. You see that fertilizer is very important in the life of the believer. So you see, he says too, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, that which you have been studying in God's word, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. He says you can come to me and you can ask me for anything and I will give it unto you. And then once he's given us, he's answered our prayers because the more time we spend in the word of God, we're going to begin to pray the word of God. The word of God will become a part of us. And that is how we pray, just by praying the word of God. And that it will be automatic in us. Because remember, we have always been saying that the Holy Ghost will bring everything back to your remembrance. That which you have studied, that which you have read, that which you had sang in psalms and spiritual psalms once unto each other. And see, he says, ye shall bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. Once you begin to pull others into the kingdom of God by sharing the word of God with them, and he says, as the Father have loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Once you begin to bear fruit, you will begin to love others even the more and you'll begin to share God's love. Now, what about these keys that we were talking about in the beginning? The keys to living and bearing fruit. Well, those come in 2 Peter, the first chapter. 2 Peter, chapter 1. And once we get into uh, 2 Peter, well, we all know that Peter was one of the 12 disciples. So once we begin to go into 2 Peter, it says here that whereby are given unto us an exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And besides this, now listen to these. I'm getting ready to list these keys for you that will be on your key ring. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith, listen at this, add to your faith, virtue. And to virtue, knowledge. And to knowledge, temperance. And to temperance, patience. And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity. Isn't that wonderful to know that he has listed the keys that will cause us to live a fruitful life so that we can bear fruit because we want to bring others into the kingdom of God. And it goes on to say in chapter 1, down at the 8th verse, it says, For if these things be in you, 
and abound. They shall make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you see, when you begin to mature or to grow in these keys that God has given us in 2 Peter, the first chapter, it says that you will no longer be barren. It says that you will no longer be unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You see what it says that these keys will open up the door to knowing more about Jesus. And it goes on to say, but he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see far off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly. This is when you cause these keys to grow into your life. Again, it says, for so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm so excited to know that Jesus has given us these keys. Now let's go into talking about what these keys are or how can they function in our lives. But first of all, we know that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So we must walk by faith and not by sight. That faith says, I, even though I have not seen God's face, I know that he's real just because of the faith that I have in Jesus, knowing that Jesus has already gone to prepare a place for you and me. So we are to come into the true faith that Jesus is the answer to everything. So it says here in our in our scripture, it says, add to your faith virtue. Virtue. Virtue is an uprightness. It is when you walk in integrity. It is when you walk worthy of your call and vocation. It says that you are of good value, that you've let go of your sinful ways when you were weak at one point and you fell into your lust. But see, because you walked in your faith and you added virtue to your faith, you can walk into an upright position with God. Amen? And once it says now, and to virtue, knowledge. That is the knowing who Jesus Christ is. You begin to study to show thyself approved. You begin to study God's word. And by the Holy Ghost, he will begin to open up Jesus to you in the word. And then that knowledge of who he is, it will, be, it will give you wisdom. And it will give you an enlightenment of your mind. And it will give you spiritual truths. Only those things that the Holy Ghost can give unto you. And to knowledge, there is temperance. Well, we know that temperance is self-control. And it is much needed in our lives. We got, a, we got rid of our old habits and our old ways. Amen? 
Amen. And we can get away from distractions as well. That's because we're walking in temperance. We're controlling the things that are about, that come about in our lives so that we can walk in that virtue, so that we can come into that true knowledge and that we can live a self-controlled life, self-controlled by the Holy Ghost. Amen. And to that temperance, we're going to add patience. That's endurance. That means I'm going to stick with this. I want to be mature in the spirit so I can know who Jesus is and I can share Jesus with someone else. That means you can consecrate yourself. Set yourself aside some time to meditate on the word of God. And then you can respond to him once he begins to reveal himself unto you. And when he can begin to reveal himself unto you, you will take that patience and to that patience you will add godliness. That means you are walking in a more Christ-like manner. You are living a God-fearing life. You are giving God the honor that is due unto him. That's because God, now I can become more like you because I've got this patience and I can respond to you now whenever you speak to me through your word or whenever I'm in my prayer time and then when you answer my prayers I can become self-controlled in this and I can move forward knowing that the Holy Ghost is going to guide me in this knowledge that you've given me so that I can walk in this upright life that you have given unto me And to godliness, brotherly kindness. Brotherly kindness is when you're benevolent towards one another. You're compassionate. And once you are compassionate, you can take that key, and that key will open up your brother or your sister unto you and let you know what he or she is going through. And that way, you'll know how to minister to them in compassion. You see, it says that Jesus looked upon them with compassion. And that is another means of way we have to deal with those of our friends and relatives who are going through some things. That's where that brotherly kindness comes in. And then with brotherly kindness, there is charity. Well, we know that charity is just plain love. It is just the love of Jesus that has been matured on the inside of us. So you see, when we take faith, when we take virtue, when we take knowledge, when we take temperance, when we take patience, when we take godliness, when we take brotherly kindness, and then there is charity. And when you... Gather up all of these things into your life. You see, God wants us to grow spiritually in him. And this growth will lead to a new dimension in your salvation. And it brings you into a moral excellence. It gives you spiritual truth. It gives you a God-likeness. And this process is a lifelong cycle of spiritual growth for you and for me. This is how we can grow in the Lord and in the power of his might. Oh, my brothers and sisters, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else right about now. I'm so glad that he's given us 
this access to the kingdom, another dimension in him of spiritual maturity that's found in 2 Peter, the first chapter. So you see, it says, Wherefore, the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. Listen at that. He said, if you do these things, ye shall never fall. If you will allow faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, and charity. He says, when you allow these things to grow in you, you shall never fall. That's 2 Peter 1 and verse 10. He says you'll never fall. So my brothers and sisters, I would want to gain that entrance into the kingdom wherein I get to know Christ at another dimension. I want to be in that everlasting kingdom or that realm where Jesus is. And we want to stay covered in his blood because we know that the blood cleanses us and it leads us into a a life wherein the enemy, he'll have to really try to fight to get there. But guess what? We're already covered by the blood of Jesus. We sing this song, Oh, the blood of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus is what keeps us covered. Aren't you glad to know that he has given us these keys? And when we walk, and it says that it will cause us to bear fruit. Well, we all know in Galatians, the fifth chapter, we know that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and flesh. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. See, that gives you a new walk. Now that you've gotten the keys to walking and bearing fruit for Jesus Christ, then when you put these fruit on in Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit. This will cause you to be more Christ-like. And for this fruit to develop, we must have the Holy Ghost in our lives. And we must rely on Him and listen to Him as He directs our day. When you get up in the morning and you do your morning prayers and then you sit for a while and you listen, he will even give you directions to work. And then you'll say, well, I don't usually go that way when I go to work. Well, listen to what the Holy Ghost is saying to you. And then you make it safely to work. You come back home and listen to the news. And there was a possibility that there was a pothole, a very dangerous pothole could have been in the street. Or there could have been an accident, God forbid in that same area where you normally travel. So you see, he knows everything about us. 
And so that's why he said, when I go, I'm going to send you the comforter. Isn't it comforting to know that Jesus has gone on to heaven, but then he's left us the comforter so that we can bear more fruit. Oh, my brothers and sisters, I would love to tell the story of Jesus and his glory. So why don't you join me in telling everybody about the glorious Jesus Christ that we serve, that he's a healing God, he's a saving God, and he will magnify us in the Lord. Oh, I don't want to be anywhere else, my brothers and sisters. And I'm so glad that you decided to stop by to the Four Winds with Wanda. This is Wanda Brisbane again, saying that we love you, we know that Jesus loves you, and we look forward to being with you again very soon. Amen. Amen.